And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Couldn't be better, man. Two awesome pods down, I assume. One to go. Yeah, last podcast of the week. Uh, go back, check out our podcast. We did a Thrones cast talking about episode four of Game of Thrones. We did a sports cast talking about the Vikings' big win over the Green Bay Packers, which felt great. And now we have lots of news for you guys. Our rewatch, uh, Chris Nolan rewatch, lots of hot wrecks and not wrecks, all kinds of good stuff. But before we dive into all of that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Let's go. What a community. Thank you. I love all of you guys. And you guys and the listeners. All right, um, Jim, we got a big event we're promoting this week. You guys are going to be there on Friday. What is it, and why should people be going to this event? <laughs> well, mostly because Ryan and I are going to be there partying it up. But, yeah, it's Oktoberfest. It's back. It's a thing. Gastoffs might have closed, but now we have the Forgotten Star Brewing. So show up um, the 16th. It's this Friday. Say hi to me and Ryan. I'll buy you a pint, possibly. Let me put an asterisk on that. Depends how many people ask me. And let's go. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be music like Nerdy, who's a friend of the pod, awesome rapper, uh, Cactus Blossoms. And, yeah, we just want to see you. Right, Ryan? Yeah. Also, uh, Forgotten Star as a space. Like, back years ago, we used to talk about branding, beer, and their tap rooms. Right. Like, it was our job. Yeah. Uh, even though nobody gave a shit. Um, <laughs> except, except us. We moved away. But we moved away really a little bit from that, yeah. But honestly, um, Forgotten Stars outdoor indoor spaces are phenomenal. Exactly. Like very Phenom. good. I mean, it's like it's like almost like a surly castle, but more approachable and easier to park. There are there's so much space. There's so many tables. There are endless possibilities for where you could sit, stand, belly up. Um, and it's this sounds like a corporate thing that they gave me. I'm making this up all off the top of my head and. <laughs> They have good beer to boot. I mean, all of those things, uh, you know, matter. And they're going to have a great party for Oktoberfest and show up, uh, have a good time. Come say hi to us, shake hands, high five, chest bump, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And let's go. It's going to be a great Friday night. I can't wait. I will see y'all there. Let's go. All right, guys. What are you guys drinking today? I'm having uh, I'm, I'm going to clear out my fridge mode okay. right now. I've got a bottomless uh, from Blackstack, the last of its kind. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> the last of its name. Um, all right, I'm drinking a Head Flyer. This is their kind of pretty much brand new Tadao cold IPA. I think Tadao. Is that a, is that a like a Wu-Tang reference? I remember it from like seventh grade being like Tadao. Like that, like, oh. you know, like that shit was like off the hook, okay. you know. Or what, what do the kids say today on Fleet? Blah, 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 uh, whatever. No, none of those things. But yeah, so Tadao, cool IPA. It's actually, it's really good. It's not like, you know, that super like heavy beer. It's pretty light to drink. So I'm enjoying it. Cold IPA is the new buzzword for milkshake IPA. Cold IPA um, is the new like um, um, IPA like lager. Remember that? Same thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I'm still at Fair State drinking their party cut. Love it. Uh, also reasonably priced was fourteen ninety nine for a four pack. Sweet. All right, guys, here we go. Lots to talk about today. And we have to start out with the big stick of the week. All right. The Forgotten Star, big stick of the week. And that's got to be Disney Day or whatever they call it. 
drop in all of the things that we want, all of the shows, all of the future projects. And I'm going to give it to the best show Disney's ever put on, Mandalorian. The season three trailer drops. This is the show that we all need. It's the one thing that they've just absolutely nailed. Uh, It's the one reason that I would not get rid of Disney no matter what at this point. It's like their number one show, in my opinion. And there's hope for me that other shows will be. um, But this thing is absolutely tried and true. And I can't wait for season three. We're getting it uh, in 2023. And we got the first trailer. What would you guys think? I'm going to go ahead and uh, put my neck out here. Uh, We'll let Jimmy Channels close this out. But I'm going to say andor season one is going to be better than mandalorian season three. Oh, yeah i mean that is sticking your neck out a little bit and i don't hate the take i think that mando looks great the trailer looks awesome it looks like it's going to well, be this more is the of, big stick of the week. this is the big stick of the week because mando is, is rolling the... around with the big stick at this point yeah it is their big show and i just think like there have been episodes that I didn't love, but I could say that about every show. Mm-hmm. The stuff with Baby Yoda, I didn't think it was going to work. It has worked magically. Well, this, and then, Eric, what's, what was the best episode of Book of Boba Fett? The one that was a Mandalorian episode. Yeah. The only Mandalorian bottle episode. Yeah. yeah. Literally, the Luke reveal was the biggest moment on TV, I think, in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It was the most electric thing that I've seen on television in quite some time. Um I don't know how, because he's just a voice actor for the most part, but Pedro Pascal has an emotionless character who's supposed to be mostly conscienceless, and he, with so little to work with on the scale of emotion he's allowed to use, has people crying, has people on the edge of their seat, has built one of the most beautiful um, relationships I've ever seen in a show. And I can't wait for more of these adventures. This is exactly what Star Wars should be, and it's Star Wars at its finest. Mm. I hope Andor is this good. If If Andor is better than this, it will be the greatest thing that Star Wars has ever and Whoa, I think I love um, that, and I think it. Might they're be. definitely le- they're definitely leaning into like I think uh, some darker themes, um, and I don't just mean like the color palette. I think there might be some lessons learned from Obi Wan. Uh, sorry, Jimmy Channels, mm-hmm. um, that you need to change the tone. Um, it can't just be kind of happy go lucky with like a little bit like we we'll dip our toe in the dark area. Yeah. Um, and I like you could even see like just in the trailer like. Shit doesn't look like it's going well. Um, he's he's in question for like being a Mandalorian, and there there might be other factions of Mandalorians going against him, and he's still trying to protect Grogu and all that stuff. So um, can't wait. Twenty twenty three can't get here soon enough for uh, Mandalorian season three. Agree. Um, all right, and then we got the final Andor trailer, and that's the reason that we're so excited about the show because it looks really good. Can I tell you? Now, my it looks fucking. I didn't. Fucking I didn't watch awesome. it. You know why? I'm so fucking sold on this show. I don't need to see another second. I clicked off it. I'm ready to go. I don't think that there's anything that could make me more excited about this show other than replacing Diego Luna. Why? He's great. He's pretty unlikable. Really? Well, he's kind yeah, of no, no. to be like a dude making hard decisions the entire time. So you're <laughs> he not always like... gonna, he's going to be conflicted. He's not going to be happy about it. He's doing what he thinks is best, even though it hurts him and everybody around him. Maybe I think that he's, he's the right character for the show, to be honest. Yeah. I can't really say he's bad. He's good. 
but I don't really like him. And I guess that's probably my design. Is that a, is that a, you don't like his character or you don't like him as an actor playing? I think I don't like his character. I think his character is like such a jackass Mm, in kind of a negative way that like, I don't really find myself cheering for him. Okay. But I think that's probably intended. That could be I would say then, then he's doing a good job. So it sounds like Soprano. I I agree. Yeah. Where like Tony Soprano is your lead and he's just just up to, he's just down for business. And uh, yeah, I think it can still work. Kind of like one of our previous pods with, you know, her being a woman, maybe because this is a, a minority actor. Eric's, you know, completely against mm, uh, what Diego Luna's trying to do. That could you know, be. I think we're on to something mm-hmm. here. Not an ally. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think, I think, no, but it, let's, let's just, let's harken back to Rogue One. I don't think Diego Luna, I don't think anyone would make the argument that he was the best actor in that show or in right. that movie originally. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, even Forrest Whitaker played his character slightly better than he did. I think Forrest Whitaker's um, going to be in this. K2SO was better um, as a robot, yeah. you know, than he was. Um, Jin Erso, played by, can't remember her name. Um, not Dakota Johnson. Um, nope. No. Not even Anyways. Close. All I want anyway. is more K2SO. Yeah. I'm uh, excited about the show. I, I, I he think might it's going to be brilliant. I mean, <laughs> I, I've been tricked before recently, but yeah, let's go. What's the scar? Scars, you're, scars, you're, scars, you're ready to be heard again. I was Stalin excited about Obi Wan until I saw trailers, and then I was very concerned. And with this, I wasn't that excited until I saw trailers. So let's go. Well, I think the just just last point: the practical effects, like they built an entire city for this set for yeah. the most part, and you can tell the difference. Like, and it's just so obvious, and I can't wait to see more of it. And that's coming out, what is it, September 23rd? It's like it's like, like 10 that. days from now, and you're getting three episodes. Three episode drop right out of the gate. And I think it's going to be 11 episodes long. Is that what we said yeah. a couple weeks ago, or 10 yeah. episodes long? Like, so we're getting, it's it's not going to be like a, a shorty, like, eight episode thing. It's going to be pretty decent size. So Can't wait. All right, uh, sticking with the Star Wars stuff, we now know that Aman Asfandi is cast as Ezra Bridger in Ahsoka. I don't know who this actor is, but I don't care because Ezra hits so fucking hard. He's like one of the coolest characters in all of TV shows at this point, and I can't wait for him in live action. I put this on here so that you would bring it up because I know how much you love Ezra, and I'll tell you what. I don't know this actor either. Nobody does. But his headshot is is Ezra. I mean, he looks fucking perfect. Like, I really think that, like, just from the headshot, I'm ready to go on this guy. Oh, Ahsoka and Ezra on screen with Thrawn, maybe three of the very best characters in all of Star Wars. That show is going to hit too hard. <laughs> um, I love this. I can't wait. I, I This is, like, the direction I think they should go to the outer rim with more of these stories if they want to stick in the same universe. Um, I think like some of the work that Filoni did with the cartoons is where they should probably head with their storytelling. Love it. Love Can't it. freaking wait for this. All right. Disney dropping more stuff on us. Um, Disney live action, Ooh. Snow White, yep. Mufasa. Didn't know we needed that. Right. Peter Pan and Wendy. And the Little Mermaid. All, all live action. It's a fucking matter of time till we get that. Where is Toy Story? I was gonna say, where is Toy Story? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Toy Story is the one that doesn't make any sense, you guys. It ain't yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, and Pinocchio and Pinocchio makes perfect sense. I actually, quick review. I watched Pinocchio with my children. Skip it. 
you're good. Um, okay. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole review. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing that's... So Gal Gadot is going to play the evil witch in Snow White, which is kind of interesting. Perfect. Um, perfect. Otherwise, like, Mufasa? I mean, do we need uh, Mufasa rise to power? I mean, he was probably born into his power. Um, kind of, and he's gonna die. Who asked for that? Who asked for this? Nobody movie? asked. And and guess what? Nobody, Nobody. really liked the live action um, Lion King. No, it was terrible. I mean, it, it, we got a couple good Beyonce songs out of it, but it wasn't a great movie. And now we're getting a prequel. So I don't care about Mufasa. And and James Earl Jones voiced Mufasa, and he's dead. Right. I think he's dead. Um, um, so he can't. He might be still alive, but he's not doing voice work anymore, and he certainly is not doing from, like, 1990s Disney movies. Yeah. So uh, that doesn't really work, and if you... I mean, are we going to have Jonathan Taylor Thomas play uh, young Mufasa again? Like, mm. so this the whole thing just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, we why? need Jonathan nope. Taylor Thomas on, on uh, the next objective. Ooh, wow. As, like, a meth head <laughs> that gets shot, and he just, like, doesn't have a line. He just pops up, pop, gets shot. It's like, was that Jonathan Taylor Thomas? And it's no, like, then he's credited like as former, playing himself. I think he should be a former teen star. A former teen star. Perfect. Yeah, so, all right. so don't care about these live-action Disney movies. Of course they're doing all of them. All right, we're also getting Tim Allen uh, back. Uh, he must be back. Speaking of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that on purpose, but that's perfect. Um, yeah, you nailed it. Tim Allen, uh, he must have... Uh, um, gotten back from storming the Capitol uh, in time to sign his contract to be in the Santa Clauses. It's like, where are you on January 6th? Because you were done delivering presents and you had taken a week of vacation and then you stormed hold the Capitol. Hold on, hold on. Speaking of, speaking of Toy Story, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, Eric, mm-hmm. your love of Toy Story live action is going to have to have Tim Allen in it. Well, they already replaced oh. him on that, but then they, you know, then they bring him in for this. Yeah, so this is, I don't know, you guys, I mean, who cares about this fucking movie? We did do, like, the and it's Christmas a TV, rewatch. It's a TV miniseries. Included. It's a TV miniseries anyway. Yeah, yeah, this is nothing. But I can't believe Disney's ready to work with this dude. He's just such a goo. Um, all right, uh, we also got the Thunderbolts team. It's been announced. Yeah. It's a bunch of characters that you didn't care that much about, or you maybe wanted a little more of. But we know we about them all, at least. We got Bucky. Yeah. We got Elena, who... Mm-hmm. Um, is a is huge star, gonna, Florence Pugh. Yeah, she's um, gonna. Is she gonna survive? Uh, Don't worry, darling. Though <laughs> I, she dropped out of the press junket, so I think she'll survive. Um, Red Guardian is that David Harbor? Hell yeah, dude! That's great. So U.S. Isn't agent? it Red? It's Red Hulk, isn't that? No, what it is? Red, Guardian. Red Guardian. Oh, he's like uh, the, the you know Russian Captain America. No, I know who that is. I thought he was called Red Hulk. Mm-hmm. Sorry. U.S. agent is that um, like that's uh, Wyatt Russell. Oh, love that guy! Right, you know he was from that like kind of that short little. Well, actually, a, a few of these characters are introduced from that, but yeah, that like Captain America show is Ghost the character from um, Ant Man and the Wasp? Yes, the one that the, you okay. know the woman that can disappear and phase through things. Yep. Pretty cool. Taskmaster, which they completely ruined that character. That was the totally butchered, mistake. and are doubling down on with the same actress. The same deal. I was, by the way, like was, as soon as like Taskmaster was introduced, I could tell by the way the person was walking that it was a woman. So I was like, "Well, this is I, it, the whole thing is spoiled." I could tell who it was going to be, anyway. And then finally, Valentina, who is 
uh, Lou, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, right. right? As kind of the ringleader. So, you know, I guess originally, like, you should have, like, uh, Baron Zemo in there as, like, the leader of it. And so people are kind of wondering, why is he missing? Is he maybe going to, like, represent the evil, like, the bad part of it, where all these people have to join against to fight him? Because he should be in it. But he also, like, has a crew like the Masters of Evil, which is, like, a different crew of, like, bad guys we haven't heard of. So maybe those people are introduced. I don't know if I care that much. Is this going to be a movie or a show? I can't... I think it's a movie, isn't it? I don't know. I I hope it's a movie. A lot of stars in it for it not to be. Right. I don't know. I... Sometimes when when there there isn't the pressure on Marvel, they just put out fun stuff, and I'm hoping that's what. Uh, if we're playing, do we care? I don't really care about this. I know. I mean, I know it's I know it's supposed to seem like a big deal, but like the the team up of the the C list, like how do you? Yeah, like C list folks, yeah. like the C team. Uh, not that interested. I know me me either, and I think that this was like supposed to be kind of a big reveal at their their conference and i'm like also when sebastian stan is like your i mean maybe it's florence Pugh, maybe it's it's yelena i mean there's big stars um, but they're gonna take a bit part right they're all gonna split time and it's an ensemble cast if if yelena was supposed to be like this big character she wouldn't have only been featured in you know 35 minutes of the hawkeye series and kind of a tertiary character in the black widow movie sucked so anyway um, I don't really care about this until I'm until Jimmy Channels watches three episodes of the new series. And I tell you guys, this is unbelievable. It's must Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. I hope so. All right. Uh, next up, we got news that Tim Blake and Tim Blake Nelson will reprise his role as the leader in Captain America: New World Order. Um, I don't know who the leader is. When okay. would I have seen? Him? Okay. So, do you guys remember um, the Hulk movie? Where at the very end, this guy's like he's a scientist. And he gets Which Hulk like, movie, Eric Banya or Ed no Norton. Ed Norton? And he gets like okay. you know, like the Hulk is fighting abomin- abomination, and it's the finale. And yes. at the very end, I remember the post credits is like Tim Blake Nelson getting like a like a special sauce dumped on his head, and he like his brain starts to grow, and he like smiles really big. That was. A long forgotten introduction to a, a big villain in the Marvel comics, and they never followed up. And I guess, I guess they haven't forgot because they are taking Tim Blake Nelson, and they're going to make him one of the bad guys of you know this this new iteration of Captain America. So okay. I think that's not... kind of rewarding for Marvel fans to like that that went somewhere. But I'm not that psyched on this movie either. So are they going to start bringing so... back like the? W characters too. No, that's different. They, yeah. I think they already did, didn't they? With like, so he's called the leader. Yeah, he's like a big dude with a like a bulbous head, and he's really smart. So like, uh, what's it called from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Craig. Yeah, he's Craig, or he's maybe Pinky in the Brain. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, I mean, some people probably are excited about this. Just the fact that there might tie up a loose end. Is his name Krang? I, whatever. I just I, I was Eric. I was throwing I was throwing darts at the wall, like hoping I would hit something. All right. So also we got news that Danny Ramirez is going to be the new Falcon. I don't even know who Danny Ramirez well, is. Well, okay. I did you watch that? Did you watch the 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 show though, where like he had his like his little buddy, his like army guy. Okay. The Falcon did right, and he was talking to this okay, dude. Yeah. That guy is going to take on the wings. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's interesting. Good. All right, uh, other news. Um, Disney. He's also in Top Gun. Oh, is he? 
What's this Disney animated Inside Out two? Yeah, they're dropping it Inside Out two. That's the movie about like people's emotions, and it's like okay to be sad and stuff, right? Did you like it? Yeah, and it was great. It was a great movie. I think like every kid should watch it. Yeah, I think it was good. I did like that it had a lot of references to Minnesota because she was yeah, me from too. Minnesota, and she talked about her you know hockey career and the whole deal. Um, well, no wonder she was so depressed. They just better hit the heights of the emotional resonance when Bing Bong died. I mean, that was just tough. <laughs> Dude, don't don't make fun of that. No, Bing Bong was a, that was. Great. I'm really not. I cry every well, hey, time. Hey, listen. Oh, oh, me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys can laugh your emotions away <laughs> like this is fucking. If Bing Bong shows right, uh, up, I'm gonna think this is kind of cheap. All right, a couple other things here. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt joins Eddie Murphy for Axel Foley. What the hell is Axel Foley? Beverly Hills yeah, Cop. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. So we talked about this. That it's, you know, they're making this kind of you know, remake. I'm sure this sucks. But, dude, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think we need... I think dude, he's fallen so dude, far, you guys. Hold on. This might be... And Eric watches the classics, and I think Beverly Hills Cop might be it. Like that's it's a pretty decent film. It's, he would really for like an early eighties probably watch Stand by Me first because it's like I've been asking him for a month and a half. It's boring. Sounds. I asked you guys to watch uh, Wind River for two months, and that didn't happen. So that's uh, boring. He, you could fuck off with your request. Um, <laughs> why don't you watch watch Beverly Hills Cop? And then we can talk about this next week and whether or not you think adding JGL to this franchise is good. I don't think adding JGL to any franchise is good at this Ooh, point. Yeah. He, you know he needs, That's true. You know he needs a Hulu show. Ooh. 30 Rock from the Sun 2 kind and, of thing. I usually like, tell people they need they need shows like an HBO show. I think he needs a show. Jesus. Um, all right. Tom Cruise is hyping, hyping up Dead Reckoning. Um, on top of a plane. What the hell is going on? Which we should all be psyched about. I mean, we love Mention of Possible now as a podcast. Did you guys watch? Did you guys? Did you guys watch? Yes. Did you? It was insane. Yeah. Okay. So, so Eric, it was two like old timey planes that have like the dual uh, wings with the single prop in the front. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Red Baron type Mm -hmm. of plane. And there was two of them. And he's like, he's like, hello, we're here to promote. Like he couldn't talk because like the wind is like it's like it's like messing with his lips. Yeah, I mean, talk about like remember our audio from the first time we recorded at Fair State? (laughs) Like what a disaster it was. That's what this sounded like. They were they were recording at Fair State Um, (laughs) with the dog barking next to the table the entire time. This is this is the best radio of and and it was just uh, it's kind of unbearable. So just. Fast forward through that and watch the trailer because the trailer was fucking epic. Yeah. I mean, it's the most hype I've been for a Mission Impossible or a James Bond movie oh, ever, shit. ever. I'm saying a lot because I'm really hyped for all of them. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. That's amazing. Also, he definitely stole this idea from uh, um, Nitro Circus. Oh, did they do that? Yeah, except they did it without being attached to the plane. It was absolutely insanity. Was that when, uh, what's his name, jumped out of the plane without the parachute no. and was drinking the Red Bull? No, that was on a commercial. Pastrana? This was on his TV show, Nights of Circus. And he just, like, edged out. He went out from the the, like, the little backseat <laughs> out of the plane. It was that Andy, whatever his name was, and Travis Pastrana, and they got in their whitey tighties, and they had no parachute and no clothes, and they climbed out onto the wings and then stood in between the wings, not attached to the plane. 
Yeah. It was crazy. Um, so he's he's slightly more safe than that but in the video. It's crazy. <laughs> it's still insane. I love not it. for Tom Cruise. Like he Clyde the Burj Khalifa. Like what what the what's what's flying in a little plane I love to it. him? I love it. Tom Cruise has, has like reinvented himself. Um, mm. Who was the who was the comedian he's the same or old actor guy? He's the same old Scientologist that we know. And love. Who was the person who told the story on like a late night show about Tom Cruise doing his own stunts? And they were like Simon Pegg. He was. Oh, no, no, no. It was uh, Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. And Matt Damon saw the story about how he met Tom Cruise. He was asking about stunts and that he wanted to climb down the side of the building and he had been planning it for years. And then he like they hired the the person to do like the stunts. And the guy was like, there's no possible way you can do this. And then he was like, well, what did you do? And he's like, I found a different stunt guy who said I could. <laughs> he's just a maniac and like he just like has built his entire personality on like doing his own stunts. i think it's cool which i appreciate i appreciate it um all right next up handmaid's tale renewed for a sixth and final season does anyone still watch this show no no care i was the only one that watched it and don't no, care. i watched okay. three seasons and quit maybe four seasons and quit so yeah we're good all no, right. you didn't. Did I you did. Watch? I watched four seasons and quit. You were two way seasons. behind me. Two on seasons that. and quit. All right, we're done. Good. Yeah. Move on. All right. What do we know about Glass Onion? Is it going to be good? Okay. Do you guys remember last week or maybe two weeks ago? I was like, you guys, I think that Glass Onion is going to suck. It's yeah, on Netflix, I right? It's wait. That. Are you calling? Are you calling yourself yeah, out? Yeah, because on this? I think I think I think we all said that. Like, I, I think it was just sort of a general for sure. Well, no, but I think it was like general collective of like how much different can you make a murder mystery with Daniel Craig as the detective with like just a different family? Like, how is this even going to be? How is this even going to work where it's not kind of silly at this point? So the Knives Out sequel that is coming to Netflix like in a week or two weeks, maybe it's like this month for sure, um, apparently is awesome and people love it and they think it's as good or better than the original, which I think was definitely worth watching it just wasn't quite as you know it wasn't amazing like people said but dude i now i'm excited for this movie and let's wait until it's out but i might have to apologize for my prediction of this movie's gonna suck i'm i'm happy about any big name movie with a big budget that i can watch on netflix right and there's there's not enough of them. So no. it, I don't want if to... I have to endure two hours of Daniel Craig doing a, a foghorn leghorn <laughs> accent, I don't know if that's good. I, I mean, I don't care. I like, know. I just, I don't think that's, I liked the, that's not I tolerable. I liked the first movie. You liked it more than I, I, I liked it. I just like, it. Was, I was a victim of hype. Not my, I'm, yeah. me, I'm usually the victim of my own hype. But in this no, case, I, I, liked I was it. like, I just... sucker day. Obi-Wan. Yeah, <laughs> so many shows. Um, but yeah, in this case, I just got too excited and it was a it was a B. Yeah, I think it was a it was a. B. And you're falling for the Netflix trap again. Well, but if this time, if it is a B, I'm psyched. Yeah, if Netflix gives us a B just for subscribing to Netflix, I'm cool. With that. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess cool. if that's the bar, if that's the bar, nice. I guess I'll, I'll I can I can totally you agree. Guys, I want yeah. Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. that's how you Boy, know oh, how how Good little I care about my own time. It was horrible. And let's let's just a just a quick aside mm-hmm. there is a guy on youtube that went to see morbius seven days in a row in the theater oh. 
when it came out. I hope he got followers because that's brutal. <laughs> I mean, he has like a million views on yeah. it, but like, but like, so like he he also uh, it's the same guy. He also went to every rainforest cafe. Like he drove <laughs> to every rainforest rainforest cafe in the United States. Why does he subject himself to the worst that America has? <laughs> oh, I mean, I think that that's his that's his bit, right? Is like, what's the worst thing you could possibly he think of? And he's like, like going giant, to see Morbius giant truck stops that are like in like South Dakota that are like really meant for like long distance people that haven't seen civilization in like days. Those yeah. are insane. He needs to hit all those and I think he can complete his tour. I think that I but like that would be so annoying about being at working at the Rainforest Cafe. It would be like every fifteen minutes when all of the people over the age of forty five were like Oh, look at, oh, it's storming. Everyone, everyone, it's, it's a thunderstorm. This is so crazy. <laughs> Every single 15 minutes of your existence. And you know what they're doing though, Eric? They're, look, they're just so molded <laughs> out. They're, they're counting their tips because they charged you twenty three ninety nine for a buffalo chicken salad. <laughs> yes, yeah, they really did. Um, all right, uh, let's move on to our last bit of do we care. I think I care about this because mm. Warner Brothers needs this to be good. It sounds like it might be bad. Uh, has there ever been a bigger mess for a, a studio than Don't Worry Darling? Wow. It might be off. Yeah. Yeah, it might be bad. I mean, Aquaman too. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but this was so hyped as like, you know, Olivia Wilde is coming in and directing these big, big stars. And the reception is very lukewarm, which is no surprising. I mean, like, dude, they nailed the press tour. They had Harry Styles possibly spitting on Chris Styles. They had Olivia Wilde, like, not hyping up Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh choosing to only do the one premiere and not doing any more press, including the New York premiere. Um, it's as insane as it could be for a movie. Can you guys think of a movie that's been more, like, dramatized and hyped up and then it drops and it just sucks? I can't really think of one. And um, the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's fair. You don't remember that. You were like nine. He's like, yeah, I was hyped from those fucking McDonald's like toys and shit. And then it sucked. Um, yeah. I don't know. So it is so funny. I- I'm going to, I'll probably see the movie out of just pure curiosity, which is the same reason I watched Morbius. Um, but I don't really have this like high expectation for it anymore. So we'll see. It's like at 44%. On Rotten Tomatoes? No way. Yeah, it's really low. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in a minute, but, like, that's what it was after, like, a couple of premieres. And this is, like, two... Uh, one, this is half of the movies that WB is going to be releasing. I mean, are we talking, like, Superman, Batman versus Superman levels of, like, disappointing? Or are you thinking no, more, think like, indie-ish type like, of film? It's probably fine. I don't think it's, like, a bad, bad movie, but... Maybe it just doesn't deliver on, you know, the premise it sets up or whatever. Okay. All right, guys. Fair enough. It's time to move on to Hot Rex and Not Rex. And this week we have to start with Game of Thrones. We already talked about it in depth on our Thrones cast, so we're not going to say much here. But please go listen to our Thrones cast. Listen to our takes on the fourth episode we've gone through with spoiler-filled episode-by-episode breakdowns of the first four episodes um, so go check all of those out. It is definitely my title belt holder show, right? Sure. Now. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I mean, it is. And, you know, we could either do 20 minutes on this podcast or we could do 30 minutes on the other one. And I think it's it's so perfect. That podcast is so fun. So go listen. I agree. 
All right, so the Intercontinental Champion then has to be Lord of Rings, Rings of Power. Um, I'm yes, two and a half. Yes, Lord of Lord of Rings, Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that close. <laughs> sorry, it was too funny. It was too funny to let go. I'm sorry, like wrong. Okay, Ryan, I love you. I love you. Why don't you say what it is? Lord of the Rings, <laughs> the Rings, Rings of, of Power. power. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm two and a half episodes in. I, I didn't quite get myself caught up yet. Um, I would agree with everything that I've heard people say, that it's the most beautifully shot show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the directing, the, you know, the camera work, the production, the editing, the acting, the costumes, the sets are, I don't know if I've ever seen this good. Ooh, yeah. Totally agree. I think totally they're, agree. They're, they're like flawless. Yeah. Like they they are on a different planet than than Game of Thrones. Yeah. They're on a different planet than than like big blockbuster movies. Like it looks Marvel. Absolutely- Marvel shows aren't doing this. Yeah. No. It, well, think it's think incredible. just think about your average show. Like remember when Andrew Greenwald was on the pod? Shout out friend of the pod, Andrew Greenwald. Huge. And he was talking about how um, the trailer for shit Westworld season three. Mm-hmm. The trailer alone cost more than the entire budget of his, show. his TV show the whole season. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the type of what, what Eric is saying is the type of money that Amazon is playing with where uh, it's like the guy from Jurassic Park. We spared, we've spared no expense yeah. on anything. Yeah. They're like nothing. And we're not leaving any of this to chance. We're getting the best costumes. We're getting the best set design. We're getting the best lighting. We're getting the best uh, tree guy. We're getting the best <laughs> editors. Yeah. We're getting the best of the best of like all all of these things that are behind the scenes stuff that we don't really as as audience members we don't really see. And I think what Eric is saying is that they have come with a production level that has not been seen in a TV show ever. ever. Like from a budget standpoint, from a color pe- like I can't even imagine what the computer engines cost to edit this thing per hour. Mm-hmm. Like it would be disgusting amounts of money. And Amazon's like, fuck yeah. it, whatever. So, We're sending rockets to space. We're doing a billion dollars an episode. Who gives a shit? So Let's the go. question is, is it working for you guys? Is it working for you? Does it matter? Do you I care? Think, I think that I care. Yeah. And I think that I like this. I'm into it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Okay. So I do like it. And I think it's a really high quality, good show. But I think that the production is better than the story at this point. And I'm not saying it will stay that way. I mean, I probably would have said the same thing about Game of Thrones at this point. Um, But the difference is, is that Game of Thrones was establishing a brand new universe. This is this is like more like House of the Dragon Mm -hmm. than it is like Game of Thrones. Oh, for sure. This is this is adding on to, you know, 14 hours of movies that they've made. And so. To me, they're they're kind of having to start over for the most part with a lot of the characters um, where Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon really hasn't had to. And they've been able to hit the ground running a little bit more with their storytelling. And so I'm not saying this is even I'm saying this is probably an A minus to me right now. Mm. Um, Like, I think it's like really high level television that I um, as it's going, it's getting better and better. It's Uh, episode three is mm-hmm. really good i think yeah i'm almost done with episode three i'll finish it tonight and so far where i'm at in episode three the show is like really picking up steam at yes. this point and I'm, I'm really enjoying it now um but i i think it's 
Um, even though it looks so incredible and the budget's so high and the acting is so good and the writing is good and everything, I find myself just a little more interested in what feels like a little more adult content mm-hmm. with Game of Thrones. Of course, of course. And, and it's not, you know, it's 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 not something I think that um, House or that uh, Rings of Power will be able to. Um, make up. I don't think over over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will say, and it makes total sense. So, like in episode three, were very graphic. I mean, there was like you know breaking of arms. Well, like, there was some like really gross. Hold on, I, he might not have. Oh, he might not okay. have uh, got. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that like it's it's getting better and better. <clears throat> um, I think Galadriel is a very very good strong character to lean on. And it has like three or four different storylines that they cut back and forth, which is more typical of a TV show than Game of Thrones, which is like right now very focused on the family. It's hyper focused. It's oh, different yeah. members of the family and different scenes with those members, but we jump around a little bit more, and I like that. That's what that's what almost brings me to the old school Game of Thrones with yeah. Lord of the Rings. No, no, I, I hear you on that, and I do think Lord of the Rings. I think like season two, I would expect even bigger and better things from them. Um, I think this is a true competitor to Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and I think. Well, and we talked we talked about this pre pod, which is the more shows like this, the better, because the competition is going to force everyone to kind of raise their game, and everybody wins. Yeah. As viewers, we win. We all win. I mean, uh, I don't use a lot of uh, wrestling analogies, other than the fact that I just said title belt holder and intercontinental you title. Use a lot, um, but I'm gonna. I'm going to use a, a good old-fashioned '90s wrestling because that's my uh, that's when I liked wrestling. Uh, can I ask? Can I can I guess? Yeah, you can. Is the WCW Lord of the Rings? Yes. <laughs> and the WWE is Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah, because it's, just, <laughs> it's edgier and it doesn't have maybe the same budget, but like it's just like. I became a man. <laughs> they they pulled they pulled in some of the they pulled in some of the old guard to try and like kind of recycle some fame. You throw throw a, a blonde dyed mustache and a black beard on a and an aging Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and away you go. Yeah, bam, yeah. bam, bam. Yeah, it's just like it's like my parents didn't want me, you know, like little like eight year old me watching WCW. I mean WWF because they thought it was too inappropriate, and they were right. And my, you know, they were like, oh, it's fine. Watch WCW all you wanted. But all that made me want to do was find any way to watch all the WWF that I could watch. And like one time I said, dad, it's just not that bad. Let's just turn it on for a minute. We'll watch oh, no. it together. Well, hold on. Hold on. Was it the puppies episode? No, I wish. With... That would have been better. Okay. That would have been better than this. Oh, no. Um, when I flipped it on with my dad and told him it's not that bad. Within <clears throat> within thirty seconds of it being on, they go to the locker room where Val Venus, their porn star character, was tied up, and a bunch of stereotypical Asian like gangsters were attempting to cut his dick off with a sword. <laughs> Literally, I looked at my dad, and he just turned the channel, yeah. and we just didn't. <laughs> What would what would have been no. more awkward, like the American the American Pie scene with Shannon Elizabeth, or the the Shoguns trying to cut his dick off in WWE? I think this because I had just got done telling him, Dad, it's not even bad. Yeah, and then he gave me a chance with it, and that was just instantly what popped on, and I was like, Does your dad remember this? 
like, does he? Can we? Can we bring it up to him? I'm gonna bring get him on the pod. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah, call him. Call him. God, no, I'm kidding. He probably does. It was so funny though. So yeah, that's kind of what this reminds me of though. It's just like I want to watch Thrones. It's edgy. Um, I don't find that that game um, that uh, Lord of the Rings ever really goes in that direction, and that's okay. Um, it, there can I think be it's both. A little harder and, than you think, man. And I can enjoy both. I will enjoy both. And at this point, um, I'm. I mean, TV's in a good place. I'll tell you what. So I, so let's I, be let, Jimbo they, real quick. Know, Jimbo real quick. They are equal to me right now. Okay. Yes. Let, let's but let's be honest about Lord of the Rings in that it is what's considered like high fantasy where there is a pretty direct line between good and evil there are characters that are pretty well defined at least initially as good and yeah. evil and there may be some flip-flopping but it's also like everyone's like oh this is my realm I can't believe anyone would dare trek on our land we've the elves have lived here for seven thousand years, and and then well, like Ryan, that stuff going. is like kind of silly. Your character, I just want to hear more. Um, so like, but like Game of Thrones feels a little bit more realistic oh, than yeah. that, and I think that might that might be what is more like mass appeal of a show like yeah. Game of Thrones. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm saying from a contemporary viewing perspective, when people talk about like. When when Galadriel, who you think is a great character, is like, we gave you this land, you ungrateful sons of bitches. And they're like, oh, we took it. You, we'll kill you. And she's like, I'm leaving. And all of that stuff seems a little bit really? silly. I think um, it seems at, like at, absolutely realistic. Are you kidding? She's yeah, so but proud in the, in so that, proud. It makes sense. In that world, yes. In that world, yes. It feels realistic, but also like, when you compare it to Game of Thrones, it seems a little bit silly. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And it is silly. It should be. It's got dwarves. It's got everything. It's more magical. It's more everything. Okay, but that's... that's. I'm not talking about that. Like, but I... I we shall see. I mean, look, <clears throat> only only the next three, four years are going to tell us which show is better. Um, and, you know, I hope it's Game of Thrones. Because I want that to continue. But if Lord of the Rings is awesome... Uh, we all win. So I think I think you're right. I like the Elrond stuff with the dwarves. I think the 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 crescendo of Lord of the Rings has been far greater than I think people would have mm-hmm. thought. I think, and and this is all based on Jeff Bezos being like, I was giving the showrunners yeah. notes, and like, there's they no reason listen. any showrunner on Earth for any show should ever listen to Jeff right. Bezos for anything. Right. Other than like, here's a documentary of how we opened Amazon. <laughs> yeah, like that's the only listen. that's the only reason that anyone should ever listen to him. But like a fantasy show, like, and he's also trying to like whitewash the fact that like Amazon hates its workers, and they're like, oh, everyone's pissed off about the uh, you know black people playing in Lord of the Rings, yeah. and they're trying to distract from all of that and be like, yeah, hey, look, Amazon's actually cool, man. They cast a bunch of black people in the show. And so, like, the whole thing's fucked. But, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that um, once all of the dust settles and, like, we can just analyze the show for what it is, that it actually depicts a very well-done Tolkien story that kind of follows the Peter Jackson model. And it feels like it's heading in that direction. Okay. Which we didn't, which I personally didn't think would all happen. Right. So I'm very pleasantly really, surprised. Really, that is nice to hear because I know you were a prime hater, number one. So that's sweet. I would say I was prime doubter. Okay. Like, just, I, I didn't think 
based on the trailers, that it was going to be as good as it is to this right. point. I like that. I like that. I'll take Eric's it. checked I'll out. Hey, it. host. I'll take it. Wake the host I'm, up. I know. I'm getting our next thing. Ooh. All right. Uh, I'm just in kidding. the meantime, <laughs> Hot Rex, not Rex. Welcome to Rexum. You got yourself caught up, Ryan. What do you got? Holy shit, you guys. If you need a post Game of Thrones cleanser show where you're like, that was a lot. There was an uncle kissing his niece and the whole thing was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Wrexham is a fun-filled, enjoyable, fantastic documentary about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney buying Wrexham Football Club. I've watched three episodes. I wish I could have watched the yep. whole season. I Don't you done want it to get play day. as soon as the last one stops? Yes. Yep. Instantly. They, they Whoever is producing it deserves a raise. I'm sure it's them, you know, together. But it is a heartwarming, fun, mostly not related to soccer at all. But, like, the stakes are so high financially. I, I couldn't love this show anymore if, if I tried. If, if, unless I was a Wrexham football fan, I suppose. <laughs> but, like... What a fun, like, escape, like, turn your brain off and just have fun with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, like, two comedic geniuses of our lifetime, uh, Deadpool and uh, Mac from oh, It's Mac, Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah. Just just enjoy the ride and, and listening to them be, like, human beings, and it's it's just a phenomenal show. I could not, this could not be a hotter wreck for me. It's so fun, dude. I'm so glad you love it. I knew you would love it. I feel like you were the Venn diagram center of this show. So I'm glad you love it. And let's keep going. I can't wait for the next, next, like, thank, thank you for wrecking this because I don't think I would have watched it. I I liked the the trailer, but I don't think I would have watched it without your recommendation, which is why the JC three is so important. You got to have the JC three. You got to have it and you got to go three. All right, guys, so here we go. The Emmys just happened tonight, and I'm going to give you guys some rapid-fire Emmy award winners. Okay. All right? So here we go. Outstanding supporting actor and actress, both from a comedy or a limited series. Both come from White Lotus. Jennifer Coolidge and Murray Bartlett both win. I love um, that. Love it. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series goes to Amanda Safe from The Dropout. Cool. Um, outstanding lead actor in a limited series, Michael Keaton from Dope Sick. Didn't watch um, that. Out, outstanding supporting actress in comedy, Cheryl Lee Ralph from Abbott Elementary. Didn't watch that. And uh, supporting actor in a comedy series for men was Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. Uh, outstanding no. lead actress. Comedy, oh, overrated. Yeah. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series, Gene Smart from Hacks. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso. Okay. Um, outstanding supporting actress in a drama series goes to Julia Garner from Ozark. Sweet. Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series goes to Matthew McFadden in, from Succession. Which one is he? Tom. Tom. Oh, that's Tom. Perfect. I love that. Good for I him. I love that. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series goes to Zendaya for you. Oh, awesome. got to break a few Gregs to make an omelet. That was like a very stacked category. So that's a huge win for Zendaya. Hold on, you guys missed it because I think the the audio. Um, no. Got to. Break a few Gregs to make an omelet. Yeah, no, he's. I love that. He's flawless. He's perfect. And I couldn't. He's from Minnesota, isn't he? One of us. Sounds like it. Yeah. All right. Outstanding lead actor in a drama series goes to Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Outstanding limited series Deserved. goes to the White Lotus. Obviously. Out. Dude, White Lotus. Barter That's show. Yeah. Clean it up at the end. Obviously, we knew it was going to win. Outstanding comedy series goes to 
Ted Lasso. That's rough. And the big award, the Outstanding Drama Series, it was between Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Better Call Saul, it's Better Call Saul, Better Call Saul, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. And it went to the correct show that should have won, and that is Succession. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It did. Okay. I thought it for That's sure. I thought they were going to do like the Better Call Saul. Season like, of Better Call Saul and they go with Succession. Damn. Yeah. Love it. Good. So that's that's the right call. Yeah, it is. I yeah. think. But I'm surprised that they didn't do like a in memoriam. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we didn't give you anything. Well, they already did that. So we're going to give it this. Yeah, my ballot got kind of fucked on that one. But that's sweet. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Finally, we're going to our... Are you rewatching closely? We're going to go with our Chris Nolan rewatch this week. We watched The Dark Knight Rises. We are crushing this Chris Nolan rewatch. I think that it has been um, as expected so far, is what I would say. Mm, okay. With a few big movies to go. Um, mm. The Dark Knight Rises is definitely a step below uh, what he had done in the movies prior. I yeah. Think. So I would, I would like to say a couple things initially because I, I had this – same thought, Eric. And I thought that Inception and The Dark Knight were both fantastic films, if different. I think Chris Nolan had the very impossible task of wrapping up a Batman trilogy. And I don't I don't think there was an easy way yeah. to do this. I don't think there was a good way to do it. I don't think there was a plausible way to do this where there wasn't flaws in the logic. I don't think there was a way to make it all tied up in a nice bow. And he did a couple things perfectly, which were, I think he tied up the Batman end of the, like, um, you're going to become the villain um, kind of thing. And leaving DC and opening to take this forward with Robin or replacing Batman or whatever they were going to do with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, and I think he, I think he did all of those things marvelously um, given a limited, I mean, or, or I, I would say given an unlimited ways that things could go um, into kind of like streamlining it as best he could to leave everything open and wrapping up the current storyline as it was. Yeah. So I think, I think Chris Nolan deserves a lot of praise for that and trying to come back to the Batman series after the Dark Knight, given the Heath Ledger performance, the the critical like the critic reception, um, audience reception, the the amount of money that that uh, Warner made uh, from this film, it's a hard mountain to climb over. So um, anything that was close, I think, was good, and I think I think he got close. Mm. It's not as good. I I don't think anyone would ever argue that the Dark Knight Rises is better than the Dark Knight. Um, that's seen all of them consecutively, but I think given what was available um i think he did a pretty good job i think this is a pretty good I movie think people loved and hated bane i think he really divided people and i didn't really dislike bane the character I actually thought he was like kind of scary um he was snapping a lot of people's necks which was like pretty <laughs> yeah. cool and intense. he kept doing that um, yeah he kept snapping people's necks like pretty innocent people um and I, I actually kind of liked him. I didn't think his voice was even bad. I kind really? of like, kind of find myself even when I, liking When him. I re-listen to it, I'm like, that's a little silly. The He's whole like, scene where I'm like, dude, stop, stop with the inflection. The entire scene where um, Selena brings uh, Batman 
in walks him into the trap. Right. And then Batman just gets his ass beat. He gets whole stabbed, and it's like, oh, oh, with like the in oh. the sewers, in the sewers, yeah. yeah, in the sewer system, yeah, yeah. All of that was really cool. Like I really cool. liked that. Scene. Very good. His back. It was like, like a little I confusing. Like, dude, why are his punches so ineffective, and why are Bane's punches so brutal? I'm like, dude, they look. I think that you were supposed to think though that that Batman was pretty old and washed up. And that Bane was just. Huge I get that. I get that. I just. I don't know if they conveyed it as as well as they should have. Anyways. No, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. They they didn't make it like so. The whole idea was that Bane was supposed to be this like physically imposing force. It's like a Ray Lewis against a diminutive wide receiver like mm-hmm. kind of matchup. And I don't think they portrayed that. It. I don't think you got that notion until after Bane picked up Batman and broke his back in that way which should have been conveyed before the fight even started because they made it seem like they were on a level playing field until the end so maybe that was the whole thing um i wanted to back up for a second just quickly and bear with me on this the opening to the dark knight with the bank robbery is i mean an all-time 10 minutes of film and it's, it's not even close and imagine like crafting that and then being like Let's see if we can do better. And I'm not saying that they did, but I think the opening to The Dark Knight Rises is pretty good, too. I have like, no idea what's with happening. With the plane. I don't know what's happening in that plane. I don't know who anybody is. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. All that matters is that Bane... No, it but like cool. Bane has people Bane? that are on his yeah, side, yeah. and there's CIA people, and they completely dismantle a cia plane kill all the cia into into a fake guy so that they think that that the physicist was on the plane is that what it is yeah they have him they take his blood and they pump it into a like a cadaver thinking then then they think it's him who died in this plane wreck but like i don't know i that didn't work for me the the callback the callback was a little weak but i think just i'm just talking from like the practicality of like they had guys parachuting down from another plane attached to cable really cool obviously crashed into windows and then like shot through the windows then they they stuck those like things in the side of the plane and they tipped it upside down broke the wings off that was great oh my god like all of that like just just from a visual whether it's practical or not from a visual standpoint they did that it it was you know they did it so that it was very cool i thought that was very uh i thought it was a very cool opening and and you know then we get introduced to bane i'm wondering why you would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane i think that my problem with this movie comes down to oh this is this is insulting to him i think my problem with this movie comes down to the nolan's writing Mm -hmm. i think that they didn't write a very good movie here and so yeah. I think that, like, the movie is bound to just be okay. The budget is great. Nolan is obviously an amazing director, and he makes everything look perfect. The music looks great. The characters are great. The set design is great. But, like, he literally copied the, the like, Ninja Turtles, like, we're building an underground lair to get stuff with a bunch of misfit people. Totally agree. And then he has this giant lair, and then they just so happen to make explosive... Um, cement, concrete, and concrete, yeah. and did it all over the fucking city. And then they had a nuclear bomb driving around. That if the government didn't keep people on the island, yeah. that they would detonate. And like to me, I was just like, all right, 
at very minimum, the U.S. government would be infiltrating with like underground submarines and shit, yeah. and they would be have that place fucking packed. They'd capture the, like the whole give up, like that everybody gave oh. up on the yeah. whole entire city of New York or whatever it is was fucked. <laughs> like so stupid. It was so weird, and so <laughs> yeah, I just totally like, agree. The people in the movie were kind of working against kind of poor writing the mm-hmm. whole time. Um, having said that. I didn't not enjoy this movie. I liked this movie. Yeah. It just was a letdown compared to where he had been, um, maybe in his previous three movies. I think, like, his directing and, like, how things look and how things sound and the, the shots he gets and the scenes he gets and the emotions he gets and everything is fucking sweet. And, like, his reveal with Talia al Ghul was, was really cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah, I think it worked. Well, and imagine directing The Dark Knight and then you're like, fuck. That was awesome. I've got another one. Like it, it, it's an impossible standard to live up to, given given the reception, given Michael Caine's you know speech about the he was throwing him out. Perhaps you don't understand Christian Bale. Um, like everything worked so perfectly, and it, it could be one of those like hands of the universe pulled all of the magic into the Dark Knight, and then you know maybe the the three film plan. For Chris Nolan, looked really good on paper originally until the success yeah. of The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises looks a little pale, you know, in comparison to what he had been building up to in the previous film. And that's it's a fault of his own success. And I would say that if you're him, that's a good yeah. problem to have. But at the same time, as the consumer, it was a little bit of a letdown. I'll tell you I what. Really after after oh, watching this movie. All three Batman movies, I don't think they need a sequel. Because if they do, they're going to have a retired Batman. They're going to have Uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt as... No, I I liked where they People are calling for a sequel for this movie. And I'm like, dude, we already outlined the best sequel that that Nolan can do. And it's to Inception. Like, that's the perfect sequel. So I don't need more of this. I think it was a fine ending. It's good. I really, really enjoyed the... The way that Batman came from being the villain to everybody now understands, okay, he didn't kill Harvey Dent. Yeah, and I like that. he saved the whole city. Boom, he's done, yeah. gone. And you had the scene where he, he flew over the over the police yep. when they were in trouble yep. and shot all the cannons, and then they all cheered. They and like cheered. And it's it's good. Everybody's united. Batman's dead. Perfect. End it. And, like, here's the thing, though. Is he dead? I loved the ending. No, he, he is not dead. Ending. No, he lived, yeah. No, I, I heard that, like, Nolan wanted you to not know. Well, yeah, that, but then, like, dude. No, but, like, like what, like what the idea was just kind of, like, was that just in Alfred's mind? Alfred the, told movie? Batman, or told oh, Bruce, no, no, exactly but, where no, so to what, go, what, what cafe to go to. And so no. they went there, and they so met, what, and it's exactly what Eric is like. What Eric is saying what Eric is saying is that like a lot of times Christopher Nolan films are not told linearly. So like maybe that was a, you know, fever dream or whatever from Alfred. And that's what you want to believe happened at the end, but maybe he didn't. They literally were like, hold on, hold on. Bruce Wayne fixed it two months ago. That's what I was trying to say. So he didn't die. So if you, if you let me finish, that's what I was going to say is that they, made it pretty obvious that the autopilot thing was switched by Bruce Wayne himself, and that was intentional, and that's why Fox and Alfred knew that he was still alive, 
and they were the only ones that knew. And, they and, didn't go and after that's a good him, thing. And that was it. They, yeah. Yeah, I would say he's most likely alive, but I kind of like that you just, it's up for a little bit of interpretation. I think that's what he wanted. Like, he didn't, Alfred didn't say, go to this place. He said, I would go to whatever, France, and I would go to a small cafe, cafe, and I would see you, and you'd be happy. And it's just like, he just so happens to go there and sees him. Like, I like the idea that you just don't really know, but it doesn't matter because he's left that life, and he either died or he, he left it for good, and he sacrificed himself and Batman and being Bruce Wayne. Everything that was Bruce Wayne was so destroyed in this movie, along with the rest of the city. His house, his fucking everything, his armory, his Batman stuff, like everything was gone. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's legacy was except except when JGL decided to like go in there and it was unnecessarily like rappel in at 150. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, So Joseph Gordon Levitt is I think I guess which will never happen. Thank God. I think the acts were um a little weird for this i think act one was pretty good mm. um it's like an hour and 15 minutes which which might be a little bit long and then act two when like the prisoners are released from from the prison and and then it becomes like you know martial yeah. law and, and all that and stuff it's gone for so long it just doesn't it doesn't really yeah. play i i don't think it's that good and then finally act three picks up a little bit but there's so much heavy lifting that needs to be done in terms of like explanation and why and then all they're like oh well, we mark these things and then it was the thing and then it wasn't and then we it was a misdirection and then she was here and then i thought the the uh i can't remember her miranda. name who's the miranda Talia. tate i thought her the the double cross yeah. was good like especially on first watch i thought that was really good like you know even when you know it's coming it still seems pretty genuine that she's on Bruce Wayne's side. She's on the side of Alfred and, and everyone. Um, I thought that the uh, stock exchange hit was stupid. Yeah. stupid and silly. I don't, it didn't, it didn't give me any sense of like, oh man, these guys are really bad. It's like, oh, they, they downloaded some numbers. <laughs> yeah, but they literally stole all of Bruce Wayne's money. No, I know, in but like it just seemed it's it was explosive very cement. It's very anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, All right, so look, and there there were there there were a lot of moving pieces that that didn't really work in this film for me. I am so um, curious to hear uh, again both of you guys's Rotten Tomato score. So I need to hear it. Okay. Well, again, ending ending with like Joseph Gordon Levitt being either and again, this is also ambiguous. Was he supposed to be Robin? Or was he supposed to be the right. new Batman? Yeah, like all they all of that stuff is kind of like seven minutes. You're Robin, and you're the new Batman. I don't think you were supposed. To. Well, and, I think you were supposed to just it was up for interpretation. Yeah. I think Nolan loves. It. He yeah. wants you to talk about that. And well, and and that's fine. And I think maybe the studio wanted it that way too. Of like, in case we figure out plans, we hire a new you Batman know, for something else after Robin, this, yeah. and and that kind of thing. Um, which also makes it super disappointing that they wanted him to leave it up to that and then nothing ever came of it. Well, like, you know, there's no continuity there. So um, I'm going to I'll go ahead and give my score. I think, um, you know, if if the Dark Knight is like a 95, which is where it should be. I don't remember the exact score I gave it. This is like a 78. Um, it's very flawed. Um, but also Chris Nolan has the impossible task of trying to wrap up 70 four different storylines and and all of that stuff 
So all right, I gave um, Inception last week. I think like an eighty-three or something. I liked this movie more than Inception. I give this an eighty-five. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score on it is an eighty-seven. So people liked it. The critics liked it a little more than I did, and the audience gave it a ninety. So people did like this movie. Okay, I gave it a seventy-nine. Didn't like that. We were all pretty low on it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like now <laughs> it's been around. We've seen it. We understand it. Um, I think it wasn't as good as we all thought it had been. All right. Sorry about that, guys. We had a little technical difficulty. We all got kicked off of recording this. Um, but that was the end of our uh, episode anyway. So thanks for listening to the Nord East podcast. And uh, also go back and check out our previous two episodes. We had two other great episodes of Thrones cast and a sports cast. Um, and otherwise, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Most Podcast. Thanks.